I'm Dr. Claire Steffen, and I'm a psychologist, a certified drug and alcohol counselor, life coach, wellness coach, and business coach, and, and a certified brain health coach. Today, I want to talk about why we engage in social media. And if you think about it, the ways in which people uh, communicate have changed very much over the years. Of course, yes, we still talk face-to-face. But in the past, people wrote letters um, and or telegrams, and they communicated more in written form. And now when we text, it's in an abbreviated form. And sometimes people don't really take the time to converse over the phone or necessarily uh, have meetings as much as they would have in the past. And yes, there's some advantages to these abbreviated forms of communication, But the question is, do we really communicate better? We have so many different means by which we can communicate, but is it better? So another thing to consider is that how we present ourselves when we're amongst people that we're very comfortable with, such as our family or friends that know us in an intimate way or extremely well, we might behave differently than how we behave when we're in a social group or when there's an expectation that someone may be judging us or making some kind of determination about who we are based on the type of uh, information they receive about us. you know. And so sometimes the way we think and feel and behave changes by that group influence. In fact, we can sometimes experience what they call group think. And what that refers to is basically adapting or assuming Uh, the consensus of the group and changing your behavior to fit into um, that preferred uh, decision. So, you know, if we look at how the individual behaves and how much he is influenced by a social environment, we can see that there's probably a very strong influence because basically, as people, we're human animals. And uh, we we need each other and we need to have social uh, experience. It helps us develop. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that's presented, of course, and the internet is actually true, or sometimes people put themselves in a more favorable light than is true. And this is not always an uncommon story to hear in the match uh, dating sites. Um, but it also can happen on, you know, social media in which people are just connecting in groups or with friends. Now, that's not to imply that everything about social media is bad because there's some wonderful advantages to be involved in various uh, forms of social media. It's a way to keep in touch with friends who maybe are, you know, a different part of the world or different parts of the country that you don't see frequently. The same thing in terms of families. It's a way to connect and make friends in different parts of the world or different parts of the country with people you might not have otherwise met. Uh, Just because of shared common interests, you get to know one another. In the past, we might have, you know, done this through um, creating a pen pal and writing letters. But now it's a much more immediate thing that can be done uh, through social media. So with that being said... We can probably agree that people have a dramatic influence on the way you act and the choices that you make, and that you might behave differently if you were alone 
versus um, if there are other people in the room or if there's other people in the virtual room and that you know that people are going to be reading your post or looking at the images. Uh, again, one of the advantages is that you can share, you know, some of the personal experiences that you're having. You can share photographs um, and you can tell, you know, stories and um, just there's a lot of different things that you can add in social media that um, is really a, an interesting way to communicate that wasn't necessarily as readily available to us in the past. I think another advantage of social media is, you know, for business people, whether you're an artist or an author um, or a, you know, musician, um, you have a way to create an audience online and for people to become familiar with your, your art, you know, so that's certainly an advantage uh, to be able to market yourself through social media. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably as much as an art as it is a science and learning how to do that well can be quite tricky. Um, but it is, you know, an advantage that we have that we didn't have in the past. Um, you know, and in some ways, the ways we in which we listen to music has changed because of social media, not all of which is good, but not all of it is bad either. And, you know, if you think about it in the past, you know, we had the radio that was mostly the commercial radios with um, the music charts. And now we have all these various indie charts, indie radio stations, and pretty much anybody can do this, you know. So there's different ways in which your music can be heard and create an audience. Um, so again, advantages, disadvantages. The ways in which this has changed, too, is that now we have people who have become social influencers. And, you know, it's a revenue stream that people have been able to create that was perhaps not a, an opportunity in the past that they would have had. And I think we're going to see more of this develop over the next several years. Just as, you know, as a university professor, I've seen a lot of different careers uh, morph out of some of these, you know, kind of new sciences that we have created, and there'll be more opportunity for different job markets to develop as well. So when you think about this from a, like a psychological perspective, yes, we can look at the social perception aspect of it and how we influence one another and as I said, how our behavior might change as a result of an online presence. But we can also um, have a different understanding of social behavior, you know, in that sometimes there isn't um, always the etiquette that there is. You know, in the past, there was very clear rules about how we speak to one another. And sometimes people will violate those rules in social media. So you see that, you know, people have done a good job in many groups in social media to outline what are the social expectations for behavior within a group and that there would be consequences for that, um, which is helpful. How we see other people and how they see us will influence our behavior and in specific the way we think and feel and in some cases, even the mood it creates um, and the attitudes and perceptions that we have surrounding these interactions. 
Um, and just even the presence of another person can make a difference in the choices that you make and the actions that you choose to engage in. So um, it may be that you know, we, we can look at this from an academic perspective in terms of like social psychology and understanding the influence on mental health and well-being. But just as, you know, everyday citizens, it has a, a strong influence and the arm reaches a long way because we have to look at, you know, how our children are exposed to social media and the safety factors as to what could be coming through the Internet um, if, you know, things aren't guarded or protected. Um, I certainly have had some of those cases in my career over the years where uh, children, you know, were exposed to predatory behavior. And um, even with some of the guidelines that are in place to protect children, it doesn't mean it necessarily still can't happen. So it is important for parental monitoring to occur. And even in the case of, you know, teenagers and young adults, um, there's a tendency, even though we know that when something goes out on the internet, that it's out there to stay, people will sometimes still make poor judgments and engage in behavior that they wouldn't if there wasn't this social influence aspect in play. We can also consider the aspect of behavior that has to do with compliance, that basically young children want to please and, you know, they receive a lot of messages to obey and to cooperate and to listen to their elders. So they're a bit more vulnerable in that respect. But this doesn't go away just because someone is no longer a child. You know, there is a, an aspect of compliance and wanting to please in all of us. And some people are socialized to have that behavior be more a part of their personality than others. And so it can be you know, socially acceptable to be a person who's very pleasing in that way. But you have to look at, is it getting you what you need in life? And is it um, providing results that, that are beneficial or are healthy to you? And so sometimes people will make decisions and be very compliant um, and then later recognize that it wasn't a wise choice. Um, and as I said, once these things are out there, they're, they're not disappearing. So it is important to consider the influences of social media on our behavior and that of our youth. Our social life makes up a big portion of our overall life. So it is important to think about the aspects of uh, the influence of social media on us and how much time we spend on, um, you know, the activity of being engaged in social media to the point where it has become addictive in some cases and people are spending excessive amounts of time on social media, you know, and there are, of course, some things that people can now view on social media um, that can become yet another form of addiction, such as pornography, because of the easy access of that information. Um, you know, and so I think what's happening to a certain degree is that even though we have more readily available social interaction, people are expressing a higher degree of loneliness. And in some cases, higher rates of depression are occurring um, and less satisfaction in their interpersonal relationships. There is always the opportunity for social bullying to occur through internet 
Um, and again, that's not just with children. It can happen with uh, adults who, you know, share a post, for example, and someone disagrees with their thoughts or don't like what they have to say and can become very attacking. Um, you know, like I said earlier, hopefully most groups or individuals are following social protocols that don't engage in that kind of behavior, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's foolproof and that we don't see it happening. So today I just wanted to highlight some of the positive and negative aspects of social media and for us to consider that as social beings that we sometimes are greatly influenced by other people's opinions of us and by the group experience and that our behavior can change as a result of that and that we can be vulnerable in making unhealthy choices because of that influence. But we also want to look at the positive aspects of social media, that it's a vehicle or a tool for a way in which we can connect with people that we wouldn't otherwise connect or get to know, and that we can make friendships internationally, uh, and that we can learn about other cultures, and we can share images in a way um, that helps us understand other people's way of life. Um, you know, so that being said, just let me leave you with this thought. Social media has a strong influence, and how will you best use it to enhance your life? Thank you for listening to Heal Your Brain Toolbox. This is Dr. Claire Steffen, and I hope you'll tune in again for another episode.